This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red. A Wrexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye, bringing you all the latest views, news, and interviews from around the race course. Now, if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. But enough of that, let's get on with the show. Croeso, hello, welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham AFC podcast brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. Is it hot in here or is it just the new trailer for Welcome to Wrexham? On today's episode, we'll unpack the first proper look at the new Wrexham documentary. We'll look back at our first match of pre-season and we'll also look ahead to this week's double header. Nathan Salt, how are you doing? We've had a heat wave and things are just hotting up even more now. Yeah, I I was no I was no use at work as soon as the trailer dropped. So for the I think it dropped around three o'clock in the afternoon. Two hours left. I was I I was I was worthless to 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 my job. I was so excited. I was so giddy. I was texting people. I was sharing everything on on our Twitter at Rob Ryan Red and on Instagram. Easy easy plug for me there. But yeah, GoFall was there, and you could see all the stuff we were putting out. The trailer, Rich. The trailer is unbelievable i don't want to hear a bad word said about the trailer and i know i was getting bombarded by grimsby fans saying can't wait for the ending can't wait for the ending it's honestly it's not even about the football it really isn't we know we know what happens in that it's about everything that will go with it you know even in this trailer alone i know we're gonna unpack it in, in its all its granular detail but you can just hear in my voice how giddy i am about it it was so good it was so it was just so slick. I mean, the cinematography. I'm, I'm a big kind of cinematography nerd, so and I love really high quality production. And having watched some of the Last Chance You, I think it's the same people who were involved. Uh, Boardwalk, I think Boardwalk Pictures or something like that are, are doing it. So, yeah, really, really high. It's just great, isn't it, mate? I mean, you were out and about. You must have been missing the the craziness for a little bit. Yeah, I was actually having a hike in Bala, uh, well near Bala, wow. in, in the forests at Blair. Yeah, and yeah. And then I came back on my phone and it exploded. There were so many notifications from the Rob Ryan Red accounts and I'd been tagged yeah, yeah. in the video. I mean, bless her, but my mum has this habit of every time Wrexham put anything online, and I mean an article, a video, anything, my mum will send it to me as if I've not seen it already. Amazing. Which is a really lovely trait, but, you know, mum, Wrexham's my life. <laughs> you know, like, I, I yeah. do understand. Um, but she's she's so excited for the new season and for the for the doc as well. But I think you you, na- you nailed it there, Nath. It's not about the football. And the entire takeover is not necessarily about the football. Obviously, that's a goal and we want to have the best possible football sure. team. But it's about restoring the community. It's about giving us something to be proud of. And ultimately, you know, football success will contribute to that. But the takeover and all the investment and the, the the lift of spirits has done that. And, you know, this is what the documentary will hopefully prove to people. It isn't about football. We go there to the Kairos 3pm on a Saturday. Yes, we want to see our team win on the pitch, but it's to see your friends. It's to see those people that you only see on a match day. It's to have that almost religious experience that you all share together. Mm. It's just our place of worship. It's a place that you know, means so much to us. It's a place where everyone, no matter what they've been doing in the week, no matter how much they've been working, no matter which background they come from, 
we all turn up and for 90 minutes we're all reds we all have the same you know sort of quality in, in that sense we're all there for the same reason and we just want to watch our team win and we're proud of our team again and yeah i'm just yeah. so excited to relive that and yeah, like not said, a negative, not a negative thing. What I mean about not not being about the, I'm not trying well, to. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just for, that, for us. I'm not gonna be no, that bothered us, when yeah. I see the highlights of the matches because I just want to see the behind the scenes stuff. I want to see the people of Wrexham because that's been something that's always been yeah. uh, hammered home by Rob and Ryan. It's about the people, and you know, you've seen Wayne there at the turf. You've seen Rob yeah. in a clip watching matches. At home in the south, that's what, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want all. And there's that, that really good clip from inside the dressing room. It's a split second of I think it's Paul Rowford at the end of the Dagenham yeah. game a throwing his shin pad yeah. in disgust, and then it cuts to a player being stretched, who I believe is probably Rob Layton, because obviously we know that yeah. he gets that video message from from Ryan Reynolds yeah. as well. But I'm glad that gets so in. I'm much. glad. I'm glad that's not forgotten because that is that's the form. You know, the formation basically of their. Of their ownership, their 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 stewardship, you know that we we don't want to erase totally the end of that Dean Keats tenure because we were we were close. You know, you say this year we were we were close in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, yes, we missed out in, in getting the playoffs, but I mean, we we had a good go on a much more modest budget then. So I mean, I'm pleased that I'm sure Paul uh, Paul Rutherford won't want to watch that one back, but you know that is an important moment I think because that then triggers getting Parky in. You know the whole the all, the new players. You know who knows what would have happened if if uh, we'd have gone up, and, and who knows where where we'd be now. But yeah, the standout the, the standout scene. It's a lot of quick cuts, which often you get in trailers. And it was interesting that the Arsenal all or nothing came out this week, and a lot more aggression in that one, and a lot more anger as you would expect given their disappointments. But yeah, the main one is is, is inside the race course. They're getting a little look around, and Rob is flabbergasted. He's incredulous looking at the gym. And it just kind of pans to a corner of a room with a couple of bits of machinery in it, you know, like someone's done in their garage or whatever, you know. And that and that was that was the reality. And and, he, and I think Ryan said, you know, holy holy crap, basically, uh, we've got you know we've got work to do. And you can see him being guided round by Fleur and by Sean Harvey and others. Um, I, just, I you know what the opening scene was the one that got me because I knew the context beyond that little segment. You know, those two on the pitch, under the lights, their first visit. And I still remember seeing that video on Instagram, Rich, of, of them saying like, oh my God, can you believe we're here? Like we're actually here. You're talking about religion and experience. Like they were actually there in October having purchased the club in the February, late February. They were there in October, weren't they, for that sort of royal visit almost. And I remember someone at the club telling me that they made FaceTime calls both of them on the pitch to their family, very emotional, because that that you know that was that was it that was that was full circle and and so yeah for that to kind of be the opening uh, the opening sort of picture that you see in the trailer I know that maybe you know diehard Wrexham fans will maybe know that story or or you know maybe others won't but I'm hoping that maybe that part gets across when we watch it. Yeah, and another highlight for me is just in the. The VO where you know it said Wrexham is a town that battles uh, con- yeah. against odds constantly. You know this is a hardworking town, and we have this love for the football club. And I'm just glad that it's getting taken to a wider audience because we all know we're a massive club with massive potential. And we all, you know, fans of every football club will say, "Oh, my team's special. They've got this unique mm. bond. There's something unique about it." But Wrexham really is. There's just so much going for it. The history just how the fans are so intertwined with everything the club stands for. And now we're getting this new era that we deserve. We've got to milk it. We've got to enjoy it while we can because we've fought so hard, so long for this. And there's so many fans out there who have, you know, literally put their lives, their livelihoods on the line for this club. They've donated everything they can do. They've given their all for Wrexham Football Club. And now we're still, you know, it's still pinch myself. I still can't believe that it's happened. I'm just, I'm just feel like I'm in this fever dream again. Maybe it is the heat going to my head or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just loving it. I'm loving every second of it. And the Welcome to Wrexham trailer for me is just a perfect representation, I think, of, of the club. And I think that is a, something that was, was a concern really, because when, when you heard the news to Hollywood actors who have backgrounds in comedy work, 
both of them. Mm. You know, you've got Rob of the longest running sitcom in America. You've got Ryan who has done, you know, lots of serious acting, but he, he's better known as sort of a comedy actor. He's a really funny yeah. guy, both really charismatic. There was always this thought at the back of your head, this little danger. Is this documentary just going to be them trying to get cheap laughs at our expense to North Americans who don't know what they're doing and let's make loads of Welsh jokes and feed the stereotypes and, yeah. you know, do it really cheaply. But that's a serious sports doc. That is, you know, looks brilliant. So well done. So well shot. Beautifully cinematic, like you said. Yeah. And it's not telling the story of Robin Ryan. It's telling the story of Wrexham. And I know that as soon as anything that they tweet, you know, sort of goes viral, you get these... Uh, fans of other teams and you get these critics who all say it's vanity project to boost their own you know celebrity nonsense. status it's nonsense the, yeah it they can it's such a risk for those two because if it if it ends badly they have egg on their face and yeah you know the the trailer's not about them obviously their story is integral to it because you know that is why they're making the documentary i mean they wouldn't just make a documentary although i think they should have done of just wrexham just finishing mid-table and non-league era it still would have mm-hmm. been just as good but that would have been painful yeah but what i'm so happy about is the tone of the trailer and the way that it's represented and like i said it's just a serious sports doc and i know there'll be listeners of our pod who listen to the socially distant sports bar as well and that has all the makings of one of the documentaries they'll dissect on there and again you'll get another chance to go at it and yeah i just love that it's not just about football it's not just about the owners it's just all about Wrexham. I loved the shot, like I say, cinematography nerd and all that. I loved the shot where it's probably on like a dolly cam. They're they're slowly sort of moving aside to the right. You've got the players running through the field. Honestly, it looks like something out of a nature documentary. It looks like gazelles running through a field. Yeah, it looks like a horse race almost, doesn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable, that shot. I know that's like very, very specific and not a key component. Actually, it's funny, just we were about to record, I got a text on my dad and said, look, I'm I'm a small dot on the screen uh, at 1 minute 34 in the trailer, if, if you know, trying to point out where he is, hashtag I'm on telly. So there's going to be loads of that, you know what I mean? And I'm so pleased for anyone the trailer who makes and the I cut. I've not found myself. I've, I've, I keep on pausing. Neither of us. Can't sit myself, we, so. we might not make it, Rich, but if we don't make it, that's fine. But I'm excited for all the people that will have, you know, a moment to a screenshot here and a screen grab there to be yeah. in it because it, that's what it's all about. It is so good. You know, a lot of people I'm sure will be hoping that they end up on the cutting room floor and God, there must be. Hour, there must be so many hours of footage. What what are we thinking? Ten episodes, say an hour long each, forty five minutes, an hour long each. There's got to be. They filmed for they filmed Side for of eighteen my face months pretty much. You can, surely, yeah. but they filmed for eighteen months pretty much. You know, if you think if we yeah. if we think if we go right back, are we going to see anything of that first Zoom call? You know, maybe not. Are we just going to get? We're going to see anything of? But you know, because we're talking about recently, wasn't it? Um, Ollie Palmer and Paul Mullin at a cafe together, wasn't it, having some breakfast? You know, these kind of... Uh, Cam Cam Green, in his interview, if you haven't listened to that, go back. He talks a bit about the documentary in there. Says that they went with him, Tyler French, and Dan Jarvis to the cinema. They went out for a meal with them, bowling. You know, they followed all the players around and, and really got into the nooks and crannies of their life. And I'm sure they did, you know, loads of that with Rob and Ryan. But it definitely stood out to me in the trailer that so much of the pictures and the, and the voiceover and all that was... It, it was almost 50-50. It was 50% Rob and Ryan and 50% community showing, you know, business closed in Wrexham or, you know, you heard from Spencer, who was one of the key figures in getting the deal done in the first place at WST. So, you know, there was a lot of focus in, in, in some familiar faces that definitely do not have any clout as of yet on Hollywood. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that'll change, Rich, but very, very exciting. I just wanted to read a couple of quotes, out actually, um, from some more famous faces about the trailer. So Ryan Reynolds put it out and he just put no pressure. Hashtag welcome to Wrexham. And Hugh Jackman, who is often going back and forth, jibing with Reynolds on social media, put, this was a brilliant, brilliant quote, this. Um, I'd love to see this on a flag, actually. And he put, I'm in a puddle of happy tears and covered in chill bumps. I can't wait to watch. I'm in love with Wrexham and you, which was amazing. And Rob... McElhenney tweeted, I fell in love with a sport, a town, and a movie star. I couldn't help it. Genuinely, just what a bloke Rob is. And Hugh Jackman, welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, I I probably fangirled on Rob's Instagram before, (laughs) saying that he's made his dream again, because I just, yeah, I love them. 
I guess maybe a little bit of insight as well, Nafe, about that promotional poster that was the released poster. as well. Um, Amazing. I mean, I love it. If you yeah, I, if you look at it, I mean, Polish Dave and Kwame Thomas are on there. Paul Mullen, Jarvis on Young, there. Aaron Hayden, Rob Linton aren't. And well, look, if you, if you haven't seen it, to us, didn't if, yeah, if you haven't seen it, before you get onto why they're not there, Rich, I just thought if, for those that haven't seen it, obviously do go and look at it. It's on our Instagram and Twitter. But it's Rob and Ryan in the middle with Wrexham scars around their neck. Ryan's holding a, a football under his right arm. And then the you've official got the National front... League football as well. That's attention to detail. Okay, so fair. So you've, so you've got on the front row, you've got Riesel Johnson, who we've got a lot to talk about later with him in this podcast. Dan Jarvis, now of Gateshead. Then behind Dan Jarvis, you've got Kwame Thomas, now at Sutton. Dave Szczepaniak, Polish Dave. Then Christian Dibble behind Ryan Reynolds. So prime spot, prime real estate there for Christian Dibble. Next him, you've got club captain Ben Tozer. And the back row, some heavyweights on here. You've got Jordan Davis, James Jones, right bang in the centre, Jake Hyde, Ollie Palmer and Liam McAlinden. So as you said, Rich, a couple of notable absentees there. Yeah, a couple of notable absentees. And in relation to Layton and Mullen, Humphrey Kerr said um, that he's pretty sure that they were both getting treatment that day. So they missed the uh, Hollywood photography session, uh, but... I guess they do have priorities of playing on the pitch. Layton doesn't want Layton doesn't want to be in a Hollywood session, and and Paul Mullins got to be too big time now. Has he got his own trailer at the racecourse? He's got to I, surely soon. He'll yeah, be the I star, love... will he? Won't he? He's going to be the star, surely. He's got to be, yeah. And that's the other thing as well that you've, you've said, Nath. I can't wait to. I mean, from our own position, we've been very lucky that we've got to to sort of know quite a few of the players personally but just being able mm. to see them in their day-to-day lives and see who the jokers are see what the atmosphere is really like inside the inside the dressing room etc it's going to be so fascinating and yeah i'm just so intrigued to know how my friends who don't support rex sort of digest the documentary because i'll be re-watching totally. every episode and i'm gonna you know i just i feel so excited this is it's Everything I've ever dreamed of, you know, not just the table, the dock as well. I can't wait to see Wrexham on the big screen because that was Rich, always my argument. Like, when, yeah. they, when you're watching Sunderland Till I Die, you were watching, you know, the All or Nothings with City and Juventus. You were saying, Wrexham needs a documentary, even before the yeah. takeover. Like, we need, like, this is such well, a unique club. When you talk um, about Sunderland, it's really interesting, Rich, because I actually got a text off a, of, I, would, I wouldn't say angry, it's probably a bit strong, but a confused Sunderland fan who I won't name, I mean, no one will know him anyway, but a confused Sunderland fan who said, you know, Wrexham trying to become Sunderland, you've got Phil Parkinson, you've got Callum McFadzian, and now you're using our song in the documentary. Now, obviously, Sunderland fans love to sing the Can't Help Falling In Love um, by Elvis Presley. But we've been singing that for years ourselves. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, I didn't know Elvis was a Sunderland fan. Uh, No. It wasn't covered in the new biopic, was it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that he was a big ultra at the stadium alike. Look, I, I get it. Elvis they, is a Macken. Maybe that's you know, the name of the ultimate, You know, ultimately, it, it, I'm surprised that it's not fearless in devotion. Uh, just admittedly, I'm like that, you know, that's been sung. I just thought that was probably an open goal. Or I thought they might have had a local band, whether it be Declan Swans or someone else, do some Rexham music is the name. for it. You know, any of these sort of things. You know, I thought they were maybe get you know their own track done for it they've not yeah. they've gone with that and it, and it is very fitting you know um the the elvis song and they're definitely trying to pitch that love story love at first sight that kind of thing it, it definitely works but and also it's maybe so if you good. are it's just going so good to, the trailer maybe if it is well being targeted at a north american audience it probably helps as a gateway yeah but, you know totally. it's gonna at least be you know elvis as well i mean like you said i think that you could have your own bespoke soundtrack but I, I I can't wait. I can't wait to see what a trailer. See, see it all. I'm so excited. So excited, and like I said, hopefully we'll be able to bring you more news on the dock, etc. As and as and when we get it. Soon, August twenty fifth, Rich. That's it. August twenty fifth. That's when it's out on Disney Plus. As I said, I found out this week that if you're a Tesco Mobile, um, depend it depends. Some Tesco Mobile customers are getting three months free Disney Plus. So I don't know if that applies to you. It applies to me. Uh, then have a look. It's it's a good little offer. It's timely. It's got to use it by the 7th of August, so be quick. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on the trailer. Lots of you have. Lots of you got goosebumps like me and Richard and, and, and lots of others. Robryanred at gmail.com if you want to get us an email. 
at Rob Ryan Red on Instagram, at Rob Ryan Red on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, it's amazing that you said, Rich, on final word from me on this, throw it back to you. You know, the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds sharing it alone that has 727,000 views as I look at it now. You know, that's going to be on a million plus views by the, by the time the morning comes around. A million people looking at a yeah. documentary about our club. Yeah, and some, sometimes you do just forget just how ridiculously big their reach is. It's just unprecedented, and I just feel so lucky, and yeah, I just can't stop smiling. I guess the question for you, Nave, is how many times have you watched it? Consider, I mean, I've probably watched it, what did I say, there's been 727,000 views. I've probably watched it about 726,000 times. Uh, I've Honestly, I couldn't stop... I had I had like goosebumps on top of goosebumps. I don't know if that's possible, but I just every part of it was just great. Just like seeing the celebrations. At, I think it was Solly Hall. There was a little clip from I assume the start of the season. You know, tech end like the lower part of the tech end. Aaron Hayden, slow mo Sally. I love sport documentaries. You know, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan, one of the my one of my all time favorite shows I've ever seen. I I love that so much. It was amazing. And this, it, I my kind of any worry I had, and I didn't have many worries just from speaking to people behind the scenes and, and people at Disney who were raving about it. it it's just settled any sort of lingering doubt I had. It, it it looks so good. And people will say, well, you're biased, you're you're Rexham biased. No, this just looks like a unreal sport doc that I'm going to recommend to every man and his dog. And I'm sure if they love or loathe Wrexham, they'll be interested for sure. Who knows? Who knows if this in, who knows if this inspires another Hollywood actor? You know, because uh, the Sunderland one inspired Rob and Rob to buy it, and then he gets Ryan involved. Who knows? Maybe this will be coming to a different club, and maybe we'll be that will be to thank. I watch Welcome to Wrexham, and fast forward, and I'm buying Port Vale or something. Another thing, Nate, is it's going to be interesting to see which games have got the full sort of Hollywood treatment, because obviously we know that the cameras weren't there every single game. We know, for instance, the Dover game the Disney cameras weren't there for that one, the 6-5 epic. So it's going to be really interesting to see which ones are, are covered, you know, properly as you as you have it with, with all the HD footage and obviously you'll have maybe mm. some of the AAA stuff, some of the, the club's own stuff. And then what else is going to be fan footage? Because like I said, that Dover game, you can almost give the documentary makers a day off if they said, well, one Saturday you can't make, oh, don't do Dover at, Dover at home. Yeah, that's yeah. a boring one. And it turns out being such a ridiculous match and again it, like you said whenever the tweets come out it'll be loads of Grimsby fans bantering us saying how does it finish yeah. and it's like this isn't the finish this is only just getting started mate just yeah. just watch out watch what's going to happen in the next few years before you start piping up and yeah I can't wait like you said August also the 25th. yeah Grimsby thanks for the support if you're going to watch it great watch it stream it so you know, it's all it's all the money that will go back into into helping us. And look, it's yeah, you're ahead of us now. Just just see how it goes. It's things can change very quickly, Rich, in football, as we know. It doesn't change very often for us because we've been stuck in the same place for such a long time. But you know, it, it's it's just very exciting. And I, what I do wonder is if they do it kind of thematically, you know, rather than like sh- I don't know how much actual match action we're gonna see. Maybe we'll see a lot. Maybe we won't. You know, will it be right and and one episode dedicated to Ollie Palmer signing? So we see him sign, and then they follow Ollie Palmer through the season. You know, then then do we see him? Are we getting like an Ollie Palmer episode? Are we going to get a a kind of players' house episode? Do you know what I mean? It could go that way, or it could be just the season divided by ten. Basically, do you know what I mean? It could be yeah. Like, this happens and this happens almost month it, by both, month. Both both would work. Both could work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It could be a month by month situation, which obviously over the course of a season would make sense. Or they could go down the kind of theme route of right. Let's do a deep dive on Paul Mullen and and Ollie Palmer or whoever they just you know whoever they decide really. Um, there does be so many great nuggets in it that we won't have known. You know, uh, people think we're. You know, we're okay, we're we're fortunate, like you say, we're in a fortunate position where we have spoken to some of the players before and, and families and family friends and all that sort of thing. But there'll be so much that we'll we won't know, Rich, that we'll see for the first time and we'll get to experience and and not know. So yeah, I'm I'm uh August twenty fifth. It's basically a month away, isn't it? Just over a month away. So I'm over the moon excited. Rich.
that's not the only news we've had this week then. Uh, Wrexham officially kick-started their pre-season campaign with a match against Nantwich Town at the weekend. A few hundred lucky reds there. Well, lucky sky blues maybe to watch that one. Wrexham winning 5-2. Two wonder goals from Nantwich, actually, to be fair to them in that match. Aaron Hayden leaping like a salmon again. So good to see him back in a Wrexham shirt. We also saw trialist A, shall we call him, until we speak about him again in a moment. Get on the score sheet. Paul Mullen got on the score sheet. We saw McAlinden get on the score sheet and Kai Evans as well. So 5-2 against Natwich. Wrexham, of course, back in action later this week with a doubleheader against Leganes and Nottingham Forest under-21s. But the first outing, Nath, what did you make of that? And anything you can really read into it? It was more just about getting minutes, really. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be, we said before, wasn't it? It was always going to be two different teams, 45 minutes each. Um, I think Parker said originally he was going to go for quite a senior team and then maybe a younger one, but it was it worked a lot better that he mixed them. You know, it wasn't, it was much better that he was able to use Dan Davis in, in a back through that included Aaron Hayden and was able to use Kai Evans, you know, off a Paul Mullin. Do you know what I mean? It was better than, say, just putting... Bickerstaff, Evans. Um, well, yeah, if you put all the youngsters on together James, at the same time, they're not getting a sort of a real match situation practice. No. They're basically playing another youth game. So you've got mm. to try so, and mix them. Yeah, match, it, was, it, was, it was much better. Yeah, it was much better. And, you know, Dan Davis, a standout, a, a brilliant player. You know, I know some people were saying, yes, he had the trial at Chelsea, but they, I think it was Mark was saying, look, you know, Chelsea swoop up a lot of young talent. Still think he's a really fabulous footballer, you know, and you watch him just so silky on the ball. Will he be able to get minutes this season? Honestly, I think he's got the ability. Will he? Probably not, just because of the kind of the team we've got. And you think Tunnicliffe wasn't involved against Nant, which he will be in Spain. He's travelled. Rob Lainton, good to see him travelled. He wasn't involved. Mark Howard, you know, nothing he could do about the goals, were there? Like you say, world he finishes pretty content for his 45 minutes, I'm sure. And trialist B goalkeeper got got um it's great trialist I hope that era never ends for us I know as, as you go up the ladder it's a bit rarer but yeah trialist yeah, I wonder A and who B the highest and, and sort of ranked team is imagine if like Barcelona just used trialist A in a game or yeah I've never, seen a, I've never seen a Premier League tour. yeah could you imagine imagine like a, yeah Premier League team top six Premier League team having a trialist A B like like we found with Wrexham Richard if you go from lower people work it out fast you know, basically got a team of scouts that work on Twitter. So um, it didn't take long. I'm sure you'll run through who those two were. Any takeaways? Um, my main takeaway was, was Kai Evans and, and Dan Davis really took their opportunity. It's all they could do. It was, you know, not going to draw too many conclusions. We've scored five goals. I think trialist A proved that he wasn't a wingback, proved that he was a winger. Um, and look, as we'll get on to going forward, that right wing back uh, has got the hallmarks of being a, a bit of a problem right now. Yeah, and let's say, as someone who's been reporting on Man United this summer, don't get carried away by pre season results. Let's just put it that way. Um, I've got lots of United fans on my daily work who think that they're going to win everything yeah. next season because they're scoring past Liverpool reserves and Melbourne, Melbourne victory with ease. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And same with Wrexham, you know, it's. Pre-season is not, it's not at all about the results or what the scorelines are. It's about the style of play that's been implemented, the minutes for your players, and, you know, like you said, players from the periphery who are taking their chances, the trialists, bedding in new signings as well, which obviously we've not had the chance with Lee and Tunnicliffe yet, but hopefully will have done by the, by the end of the week. But yeah, trialist A and trialist B. Trialist A, Courtney Senior, and trialist B was Matthew Hudson. So Courtney Senior... Formerly of Colchester, he won their Young Player of the Year, I believe, three years ago now. Um, he went to Newport last season, got an ACL, was out for the entire campaign, did return to training towards the back end of last season, but never got back to a stage where he's ready for, for match minutes. So he's someone, again, with a, a slightly worrying injury record. I mean, an ACL can happen to anyone. I wouldn't say it's sort of a dodgy long-term injury record no. that you'd worry about too much. It could just have, have been sort of a freak occurrence, which, you know, does happen. Um, I did see some suggestions on social media saying it does sort of remind them of a WST signing, maybe someone that Keats would have gone for, someone you know, who's just been injured, just been released from the Football League. But a great goal, someone who's primarily a winger, but 
you know, could play in that wing-back role. And that's what we spoke about in the past, wasn't it, Naif? I know I sort of championed it myself that it makes more sense to have a winger on the bench who can come on in one of the wing-back roles yeah. so that if you're chasing a game or need a goal, need a bit of magic, you've still got the same formation, but the wing-back is now a winger instead. So it's something else, an option to have, and I guess it is interlinked with the other development, which is Reese Hall-Johnson is out, could be out for as long as three months. How do we replace him? We know it was him and Hazana who were the fastest in the bleep tests over the summer. Hazana had some spells last season where he looked really good going forward. Others where he looked a bit shy. Very raw talent still. I guess, yeah, if you've still got Reese Hall-Johnson, who's hopefully going to be coming back, what is that, October-ish? Worst case? Hopefully back by yeah, September. Yeah, worst case scenario, worst case scenario to... saying, what, 12 weeks? 12 weeks, worst case scenario. Yeah, so even if even if it is the worst case, do you need to buy someone who might be redundant by October or do you get someone in on a loan? Do you get a free agent in? So, you know, there's not as much expectation maybe and they can maybe only be signed on a three-month, six-month deal originally. It's a really interesting one. It's going to be really interesting to see how Parky sort of plays that. I don't believe you can go into the season risking any sort of injury to Bryce and, and being left without a... You know, a, a, a yes. You know, we said before, aren't we? The first ten games a real opportunity. You'll get you'll get slaughtered down a side if a team knows that you've got someone out of position. You know, if you're playing a centre back or up there as as a wing back, or if you're playing any of the centre mids out there. Some people float the idea maybe you could put Liam McAlinden out there. You know, he barely played there and he didn't look totally comfortable on the left towards the back end of last season in terms of partnerships. You know, I think we've seen continuity and partnerships are absolutely key. That's why you need a settled team. And McFadden, you'd imagine, will be number one. All this talk of Declan John has now vanished into thin air. Um, these bids that are on the table, the club are doing a brilliant job in, in keeping them quiet of, of, you know, who those are for. Is one for a right wing back? Is one for a left wing back? You know, I, I want Bryce to be fully healthy and, you know, I'm tapping on wood right now. But you cannot go into that first game against Eastleigh and think, God, if anything happens to him, we're left with nobody or we're left with someone from the academy. So I think you have to make some sort of move, even if it's just a loan, like a six-month loan to, to, to January. Yeah, I think also we have got money now. We've got the expenditure that we don't need to be looking for the cheap option or an eternal solution this early on in the summer. Yes, if it happens during the season, I think it's a different case where you can say we get someone short-term or we get someone who's already at the club to fill in there. But we've got enough notice before the season starts now. And the, the new player doesn't even necessarily have to be in place for that Eastleigh game, or, you know, because you still got mm. the window after that and you could have Hazan on the opening day. But I think that if, if the diagnosis on, on Reese is looking like two-plus months then, yeah, I, I think you do need to go out there and buy someone anyway. I, I think there was the argument, even with those two, that maybe you do need something a bit different, like I said, a winger or someone else who can offer more going forward, more rounded player maybe as well. So, yeah, for me, I, I think you've got to, particularly now that we've got the money to, to do so. I don't think you can sort of find any excuse not to, to spend it because, like you said, last season... Since Oli Palmer signed, we were the best team in, in non-league. We were the best team by, you know, I still think, by a mile. You know, but the problem was our start to the season was woeful. I know Stockport had a bad start as well, but we just took longer to gather that momentum and pace back up. And, you know, since Palmer signed, we've been a completely different side. So if we can start in that yeah, I'd vein... Ar I'd, I'd argue as well, Rich, so to interrupt, I'd argue as well that we, we ran out, as good as we were, we also ran out of steam just purely through a lack of depth. More than anything else, you know that the players were. It's like, it's like people say, "Oh, it's excuses," and everyone's had the hectic schedule. We didn't really want to deviate from the same team every single week. And I did look at Stockport, and you think, "God, they've got Andy Cannon, and you've got Will Collins." They were, cha they were changing like three, four players from games, weren't yeah. they? Whereas we were and they weren't dropping. The, the, the quality drop off wasn't. I know they stuttered in the end, but the quality drop off wasn't huge. So I think we've got that this season. You know, you look at it and go. Look at the formation he played at Nantwich. People dissected it as a 3-4-3, 3-4-2-1. You know, I, I think it'll be Mullen Palmer as a two up top rather than a one. But, you know, if he if he does, say he does switch anything, injuries or whatever, say he does switch to a 3-4-2-1, you could get Lee and Davis in that same team. 
you could have both of those, say, off Mullin or off for Palmer or off a Hyde, whoever. You could do, you know, one of Lee or, or Davison behind. You could play Davis as one of the sort of midfield two. O'Connor impressed a few people that I spoke to that were in Nantwich. Different options, you know. Max was Max was playing that first half in the centre of the defence. Is he going to shift back onto the left? Is Tonnekoff going to go straight in there? Haven't seen him play yet. It's there's a lot of headaches for Parky, but good ones, Rich. Good ones to have now that we've got multiple players for positions, but actually, you know, good quality in those positions as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've just got to try have that depth, and like you said, I think it's going to be interesting to see how we do sort of cope with that. Like, like I said, next season you've almost got to be prepared that one of our key players probably will, you know, have get injured or have a suspension period where you've got to deal without them. And it's about being able to cope with them, not just necessarily, like you said there, if Mullen is out of the team, who do you play instead of Mullen? Maybe you do change it. Maybe you do have Lee and Davis behind a Palmer and you're replacing Mullen by changing formation and bringing someone else into the squad who normally you wouldn't really be able to cater for. So... There's a lot of options and lots of permutations and I'm sure Parkey will have even more different setups to trial this week and you know see what else he can do because I think that you know Parkey said himself last season that we do as supporters maybe overemphasize the importance of formations and we go into them a bit overanalyzed so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what he's sort been of listening to us does. too much. He has, yeah. He's probably just bored of listening to Rob Ryan Red, but who wouldn't be, I suppose, at this stage, 77 episodes in and, <laughs> and plenty more to come. But that does bring us on to the next point, Nathan. It is two more preseason matches this week. By the time you've listened to this, we might have actually already played one against Spanish side Leganes. And I'm not even going to pretend I know anything about them, but Nath, you do. Yeah, brilliant club, Rich. A really, really great family, community club that, look, they're, they're in the south of Madrid in a place called Butarque, that's their stadium, Butarque, and I went out there in 2019 for a piece. I did a special report on, on Leganes and got to know some really great people around the club, Victor, who does their communications and some of their great fans, and, um, yeah, the, the, their mascot is a giant cucumber uh, called Super Pepino. So maybe I'll have to put on Instagram a picture of me and me looking very happy to meet Super Pepino. Um yeah, a great club, and you know they're in the shadow, aren't they, of Atletico Madrid and and uh, Real Madrid, and I. There are some similarities. Look, two thousand and eight, Leganes almost almost went bust. Look, you know there was a players weren't getting paid. They had a rogue owner at the time, and when I went there, there was a lot of talk about, you know, this this owner. It was club club president at the time, a guy called Ruben Fernandez, and you know there was a debt of half a million. For a club that you know that was unable to pay that, it's a second, third division. You know, players had gone ages without wages. There were talk of players weren't. You know, I was told when I was there, players were having to decide between going to training or feeding their families, like going to actual jobs where they were getting paid. You know, all these kind of things. They were they were in oblivion, and there was a really famous um, match in December '08. And you know, we can think of we always talk, don't we, about hours from going bust and fans rallied and we. we just earned a lot of money and got a lot of money in the buckets and all that sort of thing. And Leganes had a similar one where they were playing against Atletico Madrid's B team in a match. I'm not sure if it was a friendly or competitive. And immediately from kickoff, they Leganes kicked this really famous video in, in Spanish football. They they kicked the ball out, went down on one knee and essentially protested the match. And, and yeah, from then on, they were rescued by husband and wife, uh, Victoria Pavon and Felipe Moreno. Immediately, debt was cleared, uh, motivation was back, and they were able to rise all the way up to La Liga. Um, and that's when I went out there, went up to La Liga, and I'm trying to find... There's a quote on the wall uh, as you leave the changing room, Rich, which is really great, and I think it could apply to Wrexham as well. I'll read you the Spanish, and I'll uh, give you the translation as well. So as you as players walk out every time, you know, we see at Liverpool, don't they? They see that this is Anfield sign. I'm not sure if Man United has anything Old Trafford, but I know we've got the the flames and everything. But this is what you get when you walk out at Leganes. The quote says, El talento depende de la inspiración, pero el esfuerzo depende de cada uno, which means talent depends on inspiration, but effort depends on everyone. And, you know, look, that applies as much to their community as it does to ours. You know, Wrexham isn't a club run by one person or 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 defined by one person, defined by two people. It just isn't. 
it, it's it's as razzmatazz as that documentary is going to look. It's going to be about Wayne at the turf. It's going to be about uh, the Disabled Supporters Association. It's going to be about uh, Mad for Movies. You know, it, Rob Clark in the in the Butcher's Market. It's going to be about all of that. So, yeah, I love that quote um, at Leganes. And very very quickly, I was uh, messaging. Uh, a friend of mine who works for Diario AS, Diario, which is a famous paper in Spain, uh, a journalist called Javier Martin, and he covers Leganes a lot more than I do, obviously. And so I just asked him very quickly over WhatsApp, who, who should we look out for? Who, who are the who are the star names? And yeah, I'll let him uh, I'll let him explain in this this brief clip he sent me. Hi Nathan, how are you? Nice to be here in your podcast. Well, regarding your first question, it's a little bit difficult to, to say maybe who's the best player of Leganes. I'm, I'm saying this because Leganes is not this kind of team, you know, that has a start and, and then the rest of the players are like low profile, you know, in Segunda División, in the in the division that uh, Leganes is playing, more or less, we can say that the team is the most important and, and it has to be, you know, uh, the most important of, of all and, and finally you don't have so many players that are so... So interesting. So probably I will ask you to put an eye on uh, Cisse. You know, he's a, a midfield player, the number 32. I don't know if he will play this this game, you know, because with all these friendlies, probably the coach will give minutes uh, to the player that, uh, you know, didn't play too much in the next game. That is the one that they are going to play tomorrow against Andorra. Andorra is the, the team, by the way that uh, Piqué is, is the owner. and um, But this, this guy, if he says, is a really young player uh, from from Guinea. Uh, he has been partnered in the national team with uh, with a player of uh, Liverpool. Um, I, I cannot... Keita, I think, is the name. Right now, I cannot remember. Sorry, but I'm, I'm a little bit disaster of, with, with the names, you know. But he is a really good player. He has scored the first goal of the preseason against Getafe. Uh, he's really, you know, young. He likes to pass on, on the space, uh, really fresh, and, and it's a guy that probably you, you have to keep an eye on, on, on it. Then you have other players like Arnaiz, the number 10, who was in Barcelona a few years ago. Uh, Kenneth Merrow, he's a, a central defender and he's an international from uh, Guinea, eh, from Nigeria, sorry. Also, Gyaku Shibasaki from Japan. So probably those players are the ones that, that you have to keep an eye on, on them. Uh, as I was telling you, probably... Uh, the, the team, you know, um, uh, is, is the most important uh, thing in, in Leganes, and we cannot say that uh, we have a, a, a star as a, as a really, really a remarkable player. You know? So there you go, Rich team not individual the difficulty is we're not going to be able to watch it or we're not going to be able to to see it live anyway no feed out there no commentary you know will this Cisse be the difference I mean they've clearly not met Paul Mullin yet or Ollie Palmer or Elliot Lee who we hope will get unleashed out there Jordan Davis the list goes on yeah I mean crying shame isn't it Rich because I'm sure a lot of us Thursday morning would have been tuning into any sort of dodgy potato stream to watch us play Leganes at Hotel Golf Campo Amor. Yeah, I might I might still Google Wrexham versus Leganes illegal stream tomorrow morning just to see what uh, see what comes up. But <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame that we've not been able to have the coverage and of course there's been very limited sort of media output as well. Doesn't seem like there's any sort of official club media representation out there at the moment. Um, you know, for maybe a variety of reasons. Not gonna maybe go into that because not really any of my business, but yeah, it's it's just a shame, really, because it yeah it just feels like we're not getting that ac- access really that that lots of fans want and you know that you sort of come accustomed to in the modern day. But you know it is preseason, like I said, at the end of the day. Obviously, it'd be nice to watch us, but as long as the players get minutes under their belts, we don't have any injury setbacks. I don't really care too much what the score is or, or what happens. I just want us to be raring to go when when the season does start. So. Yeah, I understand it from both points of view. As fans, we're just so hungry for content. I, I totally, totally get that. But then, like I said, from my own work point of view, having to watch United this preseason, fans can get carried away from what they see in the off-season. It doesn't matter come the first day of the campaign. So as long as we start well against Eastleigh, that's all that matters. But 
it's good to see that hopefully some fans will be able to get to both of these games and the kickoff time has been changed for the Forest match this weekend. That was originally 8pm local time. It's now 7pm local time. And also, clarification, it's Nottingham Forest under-21s, not even the under-23s. And as always, myself and Naif are recording this podcast on the Wednesday night and Nottingham mm-hmm. Forest have just played against uh, Hertha Berlin anyway. And that was a full-strength team at the Pirelli Stadium like Dean Henderson, Nico Williams, Wayne Hennessy on the bench. So you won't be saying, seeing many faces you know if you are at the game uh, this weekend. But it'll be another good exercise, another good test for, for Wrexham against a, a youth team. And I believe, was it when we played Nottingham Forest youth last time that on the back of it we signed Jerry McDonough on loan? I think that might oh, be the case. Dear, so man. Jerry McDonough, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast from the very beginning or very early days, You'll know that the original intro included Rich's commentary of a Jerry McDonough goal, which yeah, was, is one of my all-time favorite Forest clips. Green Rovers, actually, when Love they were it. top of the league. Love Luke it. Coddington also saved a penalty in that game. I remember it here's a, que- here's a question, though, Rich, and I might be putting you on the spot here, which I, I do forgive me if I am. Did Nottingham Forest under-23s, under-21s, did they make the Youth Cup final? This year, did they play Man United? Yeah, under 18s. Under 18s. That's Warren okay, Joyce's right. under 18s. Nottingham Forest reached the FA Youth Cup final for the first well, you might time have a, in you their might history. Have a, you might have a couple. You might have a couple of those that step up maybe for this camp. Yeah, maybe. they had a, they had a few very promising players. I remember their striker. I, I can't remember the name. Sorry, he was he was really good, really promising, and he was the the one who everyone at United said was was the player to watch. But yeah, of course, it's going to be they'll have a point to prove because they'll all be relishing the opportunity now as well. Not only to go out on loans next season, but if a Nottingham Forest youth player really impresses in the Premier League 2 next season, he could be playing Premier League football. He could get a chance to play in the top flight. So, you know, there's going to be a really interesting sort of dynamic to the match. Like I said, again, I'm going to contradict myself by saying it, it doesn't really matter. But hopefully we mm. get two good runouts for the players and we get the minutes into, into their belts and all that ahead of the Macclesfield game, which is a week on Saturday. And then the match against Eastleigh the weekend after. So, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Like we said, on Rob Brown Red next week, we'll be looking back at those two friendlies and looking ahead to the Mac game as well. But, Nath, I suppose we've just got another few hours of rewatching that trailer, pausing it just yeah. to see if we do sneak into any any shot. On, I mean, I'm, 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 my hair is fairly distinct, I'll say that. Um, so hopefully I, a, a curl has got to get in there somewhere. I've actually, very, very quickly, as a final note, Rich, we've just been sent a picture from Callum, who is out uh, in Spain. Or oh, is he in Spain? He's out somewhere in Europe enjoying himself. And he's put a Wrexham scarf around the neck of a Cristiano Ronaldo statue. So maybe he's not in uh, in Spain. I don't know where he is. But either way, apparently Cristiano Ronaldo to Wrexham confirmed, which would be... God, that'd be a story for you. Might break your yeah. internet. Do you need some backup for... Holy Palmer, don't we? So it would, yeah. it would make sense. But he's no, not getting the number seven shirt, though. I can tell you that. He's not. He's not getting the number seven. I tell you what, though. Very. Has any eagle-eyed fans noticed a couple of number changes this year? I think uh, it was the Nantwich team sheet. I'm going to see if I can pull it up, Rich. While you you run us through before people go, run us through the where people can find us, where people can get in touch with us, and I'll pull up the team sheet. Yeah. So. As always, at Rob Ryan Red on Twitter. That's where you can get all of our social output and, of course, speak to myself and Nath sort of in a, in a more direct manner where we will be able to reply to you more often because we are on our phones a lot with journalists by trade. Rob Ryan Red on Instagram. We really appreciate the growth on there. We're still trying to you know build it as much as we can. So if you've not followed us on Instagram, Rob Ryan Red, really appreciate the, the feedback on there. And as always, Rob Ryan Red at gmail.com. If you're sending emails... We will read them out before the start of the season. Maybe that could be a little feature for you now. How are you feeling right now about the summer? Any positions you want to see as strengthen? And yeah, what is your mood ahead of next season? There's going to be so much expectation on Wrexham to not only go up, but to win the league. The amount of investment we've put in, the documentary launching as well. How are you feeling? Do you think Wrexham will win the league? Let us know, robryanred at gmail.com. We will read those out as and when they come in. Naif, some squad numbers? Yes, well, I mean, we can't read too much into it necessarily, but just based on the team sheet that we got that we got sent um, from Nantwich, obviously a lot of people have used the same numbers. You know, for example, Jordan Davis wore the seven, Jake Hyde wore nine, you know, Paul Mullen wore ten, Liam McIlwain wore eleven, 
McFadden with three, you know, Hayden with five, a lot of people with the same numbers. But then I got a message from John Ellinson who said, uh, Toes are wearing the number four, James Jones wearing 14, and Max six. Ollie Palmer also with the number 19 shirt. I mean, maybe that is just for a one off game, you know, they've just taken whatever shirt, but it would seem odd. Ollie Palmer, 35, you know, no one else has wore 35. Or am I just looking too into it? I don't know. We'll soon see, but it would be interesting if there were some. You know, no, it's normal, Rich. There is some normally some number changing, but let's see. We'll see. Watch this space, I suppose. We'll bring you all the news on that as and when we find out, of course, as we just teased on our social medias as well. But yeah, that's all we've got time for today on Rob Ryan Red. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, which is again brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. The stings, the music that you hear, brought to you by Rex and Bass band Hypnotic. You can check out their link on Spotify down below. Naif, thank you very much as always for joining us on Rob Ryan Red. Another busy week few more on the horizon as well. The new season is drawing ever closer. We'll be back next week to look at those two preseason friendlies and hopefully have some new signings to talk about as well. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got butt for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.